Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Hey there, and welcome back to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I wanted to thank you for joining me for this episode today. I hope you all had a wonderful 4th of July weekend last weekend. We enjoyed our time up at my husband's family's cabin, and his family also had family members visit from out of town. So it was a lot of fun to spend time with several of our family members on both sides of our family. I also wanted to share, if you haven't had a chance yet, to take a look over at pathefiway.com recently. There's a new look to the website. And up at the top, there's a tab for a freebie for you. So if you haven't had a chance yet, you can download your free copy of the PA the FI Way Beginner's Workbook if you are a little bit newer to the concept of financial independence as a current or future PA. Also on the homepage, as well as under the Learn tab up top, you can select some options to learn more about financial independence, whether that is taking an hour-long workshop that was created called The 15 Common Financial Pitfalls for PAs, and this talks about how to avoid common financial mistakes that a lot of PAs make, often newer PAs, and what to do instead to help set yourself up for financial success. Otherwise, on the homepage as well, you can sign up for coaching, whether that's private coaching with myself or if you would rather join with some other PA classmates or PA colleagues and do group coaching. If you have questions about coaching, you can fill out one of the contact forms on the website or send me an email, pa.fiway at gmail.com. And you can ask if what you're interested in learning about would be something that we could be a good fit for each other or not as well. I wanted today's episode to be a little bit of a spinoff from last week's episode, which was Say I Do to Lower Wedding Costs. And this episode today is all about how to keep the cost of attending a wedding as a guest low as well for you. So last week was about how to have a wedding as part of the couple getting married in a cost-effective or budget-conscious way. But what about all of you out there who are attending many weddings this year as a guest? This year of 2022 is projected to be a very big year for weddings because several weddings were postponed or delayed or rescheduled because of the COVID pandemic the past couple of years. So I'm sure several of you out there are either getting married or attending weddings or perhaps both. The very first step for trying to keep your costs low would be to try to research and understand 
what types of different costs you may accrue. So try to collect as much of information as early as possible, such as when will the wedding be? Where will the wedding occur? Will you be invited to a wedding shower? Will you be invited to the bachelor or bachelorette party? Will you be asked to be part of the wedding as part of the wedding party? And then those different questions can lead to some follow-up questions, such as if the wedding's located out of town, will you have to find a place to stay? Or do you know friends or family members that will allow you to stay for free there? Will you have to request time off from work? Or will the wedding be on a weekend and you won't have to miss any work? Additionally, sounds like some weddings nowadays can almost become these events where there can be kind of dragged out festivities that last for several days versus just the wedding day itself. So understanding the full picture of things can be helpful. And then the next step would be to ask yourself, do you feel as though you can and should and want to attend all of those items? Maybe perhaps you feel like you have other priorities going on where you can't make it to every single thing, but you decide to attend other portions of the overall picture of a wedding. So maybe you can't make it to the wedding day because it's out of town and you have to work or something like that, but maybe you do decide to try to make it to the wedding shower or the bachelorette party or something like that. If you are in the bridal party, those costs certainly can add up, which is often a fair amount more so for the bridesmaids versus the groomsmen. If you don't need to purchase a special dress, perhaps you can use one that you already have. If the bride doesn't care about everyone being completely matching, or perhaps you consider renting a dress, and then you could look into doing your own hair and makeup or having a friend or family member do it versus paying a professional. For the groomsmen as well, you can rent your suit versus buying a suit if you're interested. If you can't make it to the bachelor or the bachelorette party or a wedding shower, but yet it means a lot that you show the couple that you care. Perhaps you consider having them over as guests for dinner or brunch or something like that as well, and you can spend more quality one-on-one time with them. If you know about several upcoming weddings throughout the year or perhaps a wedding that is out of town and you know the cost will be a fair amount more than expected, consider utilizing a sinking fund and budgeting for that future wedding ahead of time. If you'd like a refresher about sinking funds and different budgeting methods, go back and take a listen to episode 27. You could consider saving on costs if you utilize travel hacking with credit card rewards points, or some people will choose to sign up for credit cards that have cash back options as well. As a guest, don't feel as though you have the pressure to have to buy a new outfit or a new dress or things like that. If you have a dress or outfit that is a classic, go ahead and feel free to wear it to several weddings because most people likely will not notice and you can choose different accessories to change it up a bit. In regards to clothes for a wedding as well, if you have friends that are the same size as you or a sister perhaps, you could consider borrowing outfits or trading outfits for weddings as well. There are different ways that you can save on the cost of a gift for weddings as well. 
So if there's an item on the couple's registry that you're thinking about getting them, you can certainly shop around at other stores or websites to see if you can find the same exact gift for a more affordable price. Additionally, consider sharing the cost of the gift with someone else. If it's a gift that's a little bit larger ticket of an item, feel free to pool money together with friends or family members so that you guys can purchase this more expensive gift at a reasonable price to you. Additionally, consider giving cash or gift card in whatever amount that you feel like you can afford because then the couple can feel free to spend that on any item or future purchase that would be most helpful to them. And then when you are going to the wedding, you can cut costs on transportation by carpooling with those that you know. You can save on your accommodations. So don't feel like you have to be pressured to stay in the hotel that the couple recommends for you. You can go ahead and shop around at different hotels in the area or consider Airbnb or VRBO. Or again, if you know any friends or family members in the area that you could stay with, then that can help cut costs as well. If you do consider an Airbnb or a VRBO, sometimes a larger place or a larger house of those can accommodate more people. So perhaps you and several friends or several family members decide to all stay there and pitch in to help keep the costs lower as well. And sometimes it can be more fun when you're all together. If the wedding is at a place that you would like to spend extra time, you could pair up the travel to the wedding with a vacation for you as well so that you are combining the transportation of both of those things in one. You're already at the destination or the city or the place that you want to visit, so you might as well stay there for a few extra days and explore the area a little bit more. And then another suggestion for something that can be both incredibly meaningful for the wedding couple as well as helpful for your budget can be considering if you have any special, unique talents or skills or things that you're creative with that you could utilize as your gift for the couple. So for example, if you are a photographer, a videographer, a musician, a DJ, a chef, a baker, any of those skills you could gift to the wedding couple so that you don't also have to give them a physical gift, and yet it very likely would be very meaningful to the wedding couple as well to receive something special from you that helps enhances their day a little bit more. In summary, I think that attending weddings is a fun time. Some people can find it more stressful than others, or some people really don't enjoy going to weddings too much. But keep in mind that it's more important that you show the wedding couple that you're excited for them if you are in a genuine way, whether or not you can actually make the wedding or the wedding festivities. These things are more important than throwing $500 towards a gift for somebody that they may or may not use or remember in the future. So don't feel pressured to spend a lot of money on the gift of the wedding or even attending the wedding itself. There are many other ways to truly show that you genuinely care about the couple without breaking your budget. I hope you got some ideas from this episode that can make you consider these different things going forward when you attend future weddings as a guest. Don't forget to head over to PA the FI way to learn more or download your free workbook or get access to the workshop 
to help you with your financial independence journey as a current or future PA. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, as well as share this episode with a friend or family member and leave a review if you enjoyed the episode and learned something today as well. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. When this episode airs, we are going to be heading out of town for our family RV trip driving from Minnesota to Colorado. So we're really looking forward to it, hopeful to make lots of fun memories as well as we'll see if it may test our patience somewhat with all of us piled into an RV that we're renting. So if you want to follow along for that adventure, head on over to Instagram and find me at PA the FI way and I'll share some pictures and some stories and stuff as well. And I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.